I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. another episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. I'm going to be your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And today we are keep on keeping on, however you're supposed to say that, (laughs) we're going to continue on our How to Work with the Outer Planets series. And up next is Neptune. Last week we did Uranus, and this week we are getting into my childhood favorite planet, actually. If you ask me when I was a kid, which was my favorite planet, it was always Neptune because it's so nautical and ocean-y and mermaid-y feeling, even as a young, young child. And obviously the name Neptune, but like, yeah, I, yeah. I instantly connected with that. And then shocker, when I I learned that Neptune rules my moon sign in Pisces. So um, now before we dive into some Neptune specifics, I want to remind you that the outer planets are very different than the inner planets. These are traits and events that take place and experiences that take place over many, many years and over the course of an entire generation. And this means that because these planets orbit so much slower than our inner and personal planets, we share these placements in common in our birth chart with people around our age or in our generation. Um, very commonly. Okay. So that's why you'll hear me refer to it as the Pluto in Scorpio generation. Um, another really common one currently right now is Uranus and Neptune in Capricorn generation. There are many, many, many of us listening to this podcast right now uh, within a window of time of approximately... 14 years or so. Again, there's a lot of wiggle room there because Uranus moves a little bit faster than Neptune. Um, But they were together in Capricorn for quite some time. And a lot of us were born under that. And then you may, if you're like me, um, and you were born between the years that I did not look up because this is not a Saturn episode, but Saturn was also hanging out with Uranus and Neptune and in Capricorn um, around when I was born and the few years before and after. And so you may have uh, Uranus, Neptune, and Saturn all in Capricorn in your chart. And we all share this in common. So how do we interpret this a little bit differently in in astrology, in charts? Well, those inner and personal planets are going to look like really, really personal traits that are really, really unique to you or that person as an individual. And that's where it's when you see, oh, this person has the same Mars sign as me. Oh, our moons are in the same element. Oh, our sun and our rising sign are the same sign. This is where you're going to see those little overlaps that you in your friendships and your family relationships and stuff and your loved ones 
where you're going to see, oh, these are the things we have in common with people. These little quirks and individual traits and things about ourselves that we share with other people. When we share these planets with each other, because I'll tell people we'll see, we'll look at each other's charts and people will go, oh my God, my Pluto is in Scorpio too. I'm like, yeah, well, a lot of people were born um, with Pluto and Scorpio because Pluto is in Scorpio for quite some time. And so Pluto, which we'll get to the next episode, has kind of a little bit crazier of an orbit pattern. Um, Pluto is the slowest mover of all. And we're go- and especially in some signs, it, t- it spends even longer in some signs than others. And so you'll see tons and tons and tons of people throughout the world that were born under Pluto in that sign. And um, I mean, think about how many people are born in a day that can share those things in common. So when we think about an outer planet and the amount of people born in a week, in a month, in a year, and then you start thinking about in 10 full years, how many people can born be born? In 30 years, how many people can be born under that same planet and that same sign? This is where instead of these like quirky little common interests that we share with people, We have grander, more collectively experienced events and traits, okay? That's the commonality when it comes to the outer planets. This is when you're going to look at your fellow millennial, your fellow Gen Z or your fellow Gen X or right or and so on and so forth. And you're going to see those, oh, yep, well, because we were raised by the boomers, the greatest generation, right? Fill in the blank. Because we were raised by so-and-so, because this is what society looked like at this time or whatever, we all fill in the blank. So sometimes you'll hear things like, this was the latchkey generation. This what right? When we talk about those, that's outer planetary characteristics that we're talking about. Okay. So it's really, really fun. And the, well, (laughs) in my opinion, it's really fun um, to, to incorporate outer planetary work by, and like really apply this knowledge by doing some historical study. And sometimes it's the easiest to do this with people in your direct community or family or loved ones or circle, where um, especially if you have access to people with some different ages, born at very different years. So a grandparent or a great aunt or, you know what I mean? Any, like all the way to a very young niece or nephew or child or whatever right now. So, and getting a bunch of people in between, checking out their planets, knowing what you know about them as people, then doing a little bit of history research or just combining that with historical information you already know about these different generations and going, oh, that is totally Pluto in Libra. And so on and so forth, okay? So I I just, I told you that on every episode, I'm gonna paint this picture about how outer planets and inner planets are just a little bit different. So we're gonna work with them in a little bit different of a way um, than one another. So Neptune, really interesting one. All of these outer planets are fascinating. So last, last week when we did Uranus, First of all, the last, last I left you off on with the first planetary series was Saturn. And it takes Saturn 29 years to get around the sun. Then we get to Uranus and we jump to 84 years. It takes 
Uranus to get all the way around the sun. Then we go to Neptune and it takes about 165 years to make a full revolution around the sun. Good Lord. That means that Neptune spends about 14 years in every single sign. That is, that's a lot of people born in a 14 year span, okay? And keep in mind with retrograde cycles and direct cycles that a planet, especially these outer planets, if you go online and you look at the historical transits, um, you'll see how long it takes an outer planet to like officially, officially move all the way into the next sign because of retrograde cycles. It'll continue. It, you know, only moves a few degrees every so often. And so when a retrograde cycle comes, it'll dip back into that previous sign again and again. And it can take a few cycles before it finally moves into that next sign. It'll retrograde in within that single zodiac sign once or twice or whatever. Again, however it mathematically works out for that planet's orbit. And then it'll do that same little song and dance as soon as it's time to ingress into the next sign. So it's, it's these transits are absolutely fascinating. It's not like so clear cut the way that personal planets can be where like Venus moves into Gemini and then move, you know, and sometimes there's a little song and dance with a retrograde cycle and she'll dip back into, into Taurus and then back into Gemini again. But we also have these much clearer cut transitions, much more forward, right? We just move into the next sign and then the next one. Uh, with these planets, this is longer building and longer feeling and longer lasting. Now, Neptune stations retrograde approximately once every 12 months, about once a year, and is in its retrograde cycle for approximately five to six months, okay? And I rounded all of these specs. You can Google them for the exact decimal if you want to know the exact amount of months or days or whatever. Um, Now, Neptune is the ruler of Pisces, like I briefly mentioned. And so, shocker, the element associated with Neptune is water. In Greek mythology, Neptune is associated with Poseidon, god of the sea, and waters, really, bodies of waters and storms and, and right. And so, in, in a lot of senses, the weather in general. So, Neptune is, when we're putting this through an astrological scope, I personally have always seen Neptune as the dreamer, very often referred to as the mystic, just like Pisces. And this is the realm and land of dreams and also spirit and spirituality. Now, we talked last time about how these outer planets are the higher octave of the inner planets, right? And Neptune is the higher octave of Venus, which the moment I learned that years and years ago, I was just like, oh, that makes so much sense. Venus is really associated with our meaningful connections and relationships. Our true connection and relationship with love and beauty and empathy and connection in just capital C connection. And so in the higher octave planet of Neptune, 
we transcend beyond human connection and this now like human to human, person to person, and now transcends into the universal collective, the collective unconscious, that thing that that holds us all together. You know what I mean? The, the, the divine mysteries and little hidden and secret parts of our universe that are meant to be explored through spirituality. And so this is why Neptune is very much associated with the astral plane and the realm of dreams, because this is a very, very effective meeting point, okay, for spiritual entities and us here in the physical realm to kind of meet halfway in the middle and communicate. Our dreams are a wonderfully effective place to be communicated with and to communicate to our higher selves and our guides and our angels and to spirit and source and God and so forth, okay? And so Neptune is the planet to work with when you're feeling spiritually blocked, number one. Definitely a planet to look into uncovering and healing our relationship with spirituality, especially wounds that have come from religious trauma. Remember that there is a difference between religion and spirituality, and both have their place and both have their role, but they are different than each other. They can connect and go hand in hand, um, but they are not mutually exclusive to one another. So in Neptune, this is where we go within, especially into that trance state or astral projection, meditative states, this is where we go within in order to completely expand externally and beyond ourselves. And this is the planet that teaches us that we are also divine, that we are fractals of source. I love Neptunian energy. Now, there can definitely be some escapism here. This is also traits to look for escapism and spiritual bypassing as well, as well as the dissolving of boundaries. Neptune, it's kind of Neptune and Pisces job and Jupiter, right? The co-ruler of Pisces as well. It's really these, these energies job to dissolve boundaries. And yet boundaries, as Saturn teaches us, do exist for a reason. And so Neptune placement uh, and transits throughout history can definitely show patterns of spiritual bypassing, of, of human boundaries and human realism and human life and earth life in general, okay? So... Neptune is an absolutely fascinating, fascinating energy to work with. I find that working with and leaning into Neptunian ruled placements and Neptunian ruled or just any Neptune connected transit can make it much, much easier to achieve astral travel, astral projection, lucid dreaming, um, trances, meditative states, 
uh, regardless of the sign that it's in. You know, all planets, we talked about on the Essential Dignities episode, all planets have their domicile, their planet, their detriment, and so forth. But Neptune is still the key. No matter what sign it's in, even if it would be considered in detriment in your chart, which would be in Virgo, um, this would still be, and I used to feel very held back by my Neptune in Capricorn. I remember learning about it and being like, well, this is where my spiritual blocks can come from and why I can be way too rooted in reality and not trust my own intuition and constantly let reality and society like talk to me throughout my meditations and create a bunch of self-doubt. Well, that doesn't mean that I'm harbored by my Neptune placement. I still have a Neptune placement. I'm still divine. I'm still a fractal of source like anybody else. And so how do you uniquely understand your Neptune placement? And this can really help by learning about the the Neptune placement of your peers or the people that share that same placement with you and kind of picking out some of the common strengths and challenges that you all face. And this really helps you work through them and tend to those Neptune energies and needs. And this really develops a strong connection with your spirituality. So some colors not surprising at all, associated with Neptune are blues and greens, aquas and turquoise, and of course, lavenders and purples. Very, very nautical, oceany, but I always say it's a cosmic ocean. It's kind of a space-themed ocean. There's no beginning, no end. It's this endless ocean for you to explore. And don't forget that water element that is Neptune is also very, very cleansing. And so even though Neptunian work, like, geez, some of the Neptunian meditations and things that I've done can just, you can get a little lost. (laughs) It's a little easy to to unanchor from earth and go away. Um, It's still this very cleansing experience. Okay. Remember your, your spiritual hygiene and your spiritual energetic basics when you're doing Neptunian work, especially because Neptune is retrograde and currently and will be retrograde until uh, the end of the year. This is a great time to be listening to your dreams. You might even have better dream recall right now because we're in that retrograde or reversal energy. Um, really pay more attention to the kind of ethereal astral dreams in your life, but still be practicing very good energetic hygiene and basics right now um, so that you don't spiritually bypass your own human earthly boundaries and limitations, okay? All right. I hope that this was interesting and inspiring for you to dig into Neptune energy and work. Um, Please let me know any questions that came up for you. I'm happy to answer them for you. This was lovely as always. Thank you so, so much for your time today and every day. I hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Stay safe, stay magical, and stay magical out there. Stay safe, have fun. Stay magical out there. Bye, everybody. Hey, magical human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. 
And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjurethatwitch. Thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time.